old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Old-fashioned football. Welcome, welcome to old-fashioned football. Goodness gracious, we're already to week 11. This is Justin Mark. You can call me J-Mark and find me on Twitter at JMarkFootball. Before I keep going, let me bring in my co-host. She is J-Mark's wifey. That's right, bringing in the wife. Miranda, how are you doing today? I am exhausted today. <laughs> and you got a big week, too. I have a big week. Um, I am doing, aside from that, doing great. Excited to be here hosting another podcast with you. Can you, belie- can you believe we're at week 11? No. I The season's like, it's going to be gone. We're going to blink, and the season will be over. And then we're yeah. going to be sad. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, and we keep the content train rolling. We'll probably have some stuff for you in the off season, not visiting you as often, but we'll have to check in with you every now and then, talk about some fantasy football, talk about some whiskey, you know, the likes. Um, yeah, you're uh, you're flying to Denver in two days. Are you ready? No. No. <laughs> do you want the, the, what answer do you want here? Honest or, <laughs> I have not even packed. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to pack, but that's my problem. Well... There, you know, just throw a bunch of stuff in a suitcase. I think that's what I would do, but that probably won't work for you, huh? Never. <laughs> um, Miranda, you know, I, I've done this before in these leagues where it's like, oh, if just this, that, and that happens, I might win. You always come down to the Monday night game. I know. I know. And this is the, the uh, I call it the big money league. It is the one that has the most investment in it. And... I do currently have sole possession of first place. However, it does look like it will lose, and I will be tied for first place with two other guys. But um, I am down by 30, and he's got Miles Sanders, and I have Brian Robinson, A.J. Brown, and Eagles defense. So there might be a chance. Might be. So, yeah, I just... uh, you know, gotta gotta get the guys. Gotta get some touchdowns. Um, the defense already had a fumble recovery because that game's going on right now. And anyways, hey, what are we drinking today? Well, timeout. Oh, I'll, time I'll get out. to that. You don't even get to fully experience the nerves of having so many people playing on a Monday night <laughs> because we're doing our podcast. That's okay. I, I have my phone right oh here. Oh my goodness! When it comes down to that, and like. You could just be so screwed and there's nobody else. <laughs> there's not a three o'clock game or a seven o'clock game where you can swap people. Or, That's right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Anyway, 
What are we drinking? We are drinking Angel's Envy Rye. I'm really excited about this one. Um, You've had your eye on this one. I have had my eye on it. And wouldn't you know it, I was at Costco yesterday walking by the bourbons. And on the very end of the aisle, they had, you know, because Christmas holiday stuff is everywhere. They had specialty bourbons and whiskeys and scotches on the end of the long bourbon aisle or alcohol, booze aisle, whatever you want to call it. And um, there it was. It was just sitting there. Angel's MV Rye. This is an expensive bottle of bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it's one of, well, I don't know for sure. But of the Angel's Envy that I have seen, it is one of the more expensive bottles. Yeah. There was a great Costco deal. If you like Angel's Envy, go get this bottle. <laughs> it's a great deal right now. Yeah, Costco's back on the nice list after we haven't gotten as many there recently. Um, kind of been shopping. They haven't had our Costco one. hasn't had a lot of new bourbons in recently. No, no, but now we, they got the uh, the holiday push, I guess. Mm-hmm. So well, lots we of new stuff to look at. Blue money on the holiday push <laughs> yeah. with this bourbon. We got the Angel's Envy. I picked up a Sazerac Rye, which I'm excited to try. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we got all sorts of good stuff, but yes. there was plenty there that we did not mm-hmm. get. So keep that in mind for anybody that wants to get me a Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> Um, should we talk about the injury report? Uh, the injury report. Yeah, I'll get us started on that because Juju Smith-Schuster out with a concussion. This affects me greatly. I'm not it pleased. It, yes, okay. I am not pleased on this. I mean, obviously, I hope he's going to do be okay. But this this impacts me, definitely. Um, this is going to benefit Kadarius Tony and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So look to those wide receivers on the Chiefs if you had Juju and he is now out. Yeah, um, definitely looked like a Tua-type concussion, so probably a couple games at least. Mm -hmm. Another one we had, Zach Ertz. They were still waiting on tests, but it is confirmed today. Um, He blew his ACL out for the season with the injury. In fact, it might be bad because I'm seeing reports that he's out indefinitely. And, you know, if they're just out for the season Mm -hmm. and think they're going to be back next year, they just say out for season. He's out out indefinitely now. We're familiar with tight ends having the knee injury with Zach Miller for the Bears, Mm -hmm. who then was unable to play again. So hopefully Zach Ertz heals okay. This does benefit Trey McBride. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about him because we're going to talk about him later. So. That injury, we were talking to Mr. Nick Fortune yesterday. Yes. And this is going to impact him. Hopefully, he didn't have him contracted for too long. Yeah. (laughs) Or hopefully, he did. He is a rival. I guess. (laughs) Well, for him, he's going to hope he didn't. Right. (laughs) We're going to hope he contracted him for three years. That's right. (laughs) His budget will be impacted. We do have a... um, You know, we touched on it at the beginning of the season, but we do have a friendly... um, I guess, set up where if a player is not on a roster come draft time, you can drop him with no penalty. So we're nice mm, about that. So if Zach Ertz is not on the Cardinals <laughs> roster because of an injury, retirement, anything like that, it won't count against him. But anyways. You don't have to tell him right now. <laughs> Nick, Make him sweat hosed. a little. <laughs> Let's talk about WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds? 
WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. And I've been everywhere, man. That's what I feel like I'm reading. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer of betting $100. Win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so that they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 200 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or Nick Fortune has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, um, Khalil Herbert, he is out with a hip injury. We're pending an update on how serious this is going to be or what kind of time he might have to miss. This, of course, is going to benefit David Montgomery and third-string running back for the Bears, Tristan Ebner, who is a speedy, shifty rookie. <laughs> um, but he does have limited playing time. Yep, he does. Um, but he could be good. I don't know. Um, kind of treat Cohen-esque. Uh, Jerry Judy uh, hurt his ankle. MRI revealed only a mild injury, and he's not expected to miss extended time. I'd be surprised if he plays this coming weekend, though. This one did hurt me as he finished with a goose egg. Um, and gosh, I could use him against the Raiders, who are just not that good. Sorry, Uncle Paul. <laughs> it's been it was so promising at the start of the season, <laughs> right? They, now it's it just like the Raiders. Paper. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, but that benefits Kendall Hinton. I think he's going to have the mm-hmm. most target upside from that. Another one here: PJ Walker, quarterback for the Panthers. Now, people probably didn't have him in their lineups, but. He does have a high ankle sprain, and he's going to be out for at least a couple weeks. And it's hard to say who this would benefit because they got Sam Darnold. They got Baker Mayfield. They just um, picked up Derek King from the (laughs) XFL. Before the Mm -hmm. XFL has even started, players are getting sniped. Just like that. (laughs) That's right. Um, Last one, and this one is probably a big one for a lot of you. Uh, Cooper Cup, um, kind of the consensus wide receiver one, him and Justin Jefferson, but he avoided a serious injury, so that is good news. No break, waiting some additional testing, but it sounds like assumptions are a high ankle sprain. I've heard that there's a good prognosis. I've heard there's a bad prognosis, so we'll see. He's going to miss time either way. At this point, Miranda, Rams have only won three games, which is really weird. I mean, this is the former Super Bowl champs from mm-hmm. last year. Only won three games. Do they rush him back? Like, what's the point? I, I mean, do they really have much of a shot at the playoffs at this point? I don't think so. I mean, I know there's the seventh seed, but mm-hmm. there's so many teams that are right there or with a little bit better record that, you know, he's going to miss time. They're probably going to drop some more games. Why rush him back? I don't think that there's a point in rushing him back. I agree. I agree. So that's the injury report for this week. Hopefully it didn't affect you too much, but hopefully those players heal quickly. Well, let's get to one of your favorite segments that you missed last week. Are you feeling better, by the way? I am. Yeah, you, I, am. I thought I thought you were feeling a little bit better. <laughs> I forgot Sound I was sick better. last week. It feels like it's been a month since last week. <laughs> I know. I felt like um, it was really weird doing the podcast without you and just sitting here by myself doing it. Um, I was here for some of it. No, no, no. I know that. But I mean, like when we got to Sir Throws a lot, I mentioned like this is one of your favorite parts mm-hmm. and stuff like so it was just weird not having you. I'm sure the listeners missed you as well. Why don't you tell me about Sir Throws a Lot? All right. 
another week um, of some lower passing attempt numbers. But for the first time this season, Sir throws a lot with 50 attempts is Kirk Cousins in his own upset over um, win over Josh Allen and the Bills. This Vikings team, it is really shitty for us in our division (laughs) (laughs) being Bears fans. But only one loss this season, I didn't see that coming. Right. Well, you know, at least it's not the Packers. Sorry to RD, but at least it's not the Packers. <laughs> I, I can get on that. I'm on board with that. At least it's not the Packers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has been surprising for them. I did not ex- – I mean, I expected them to win our division. I had a couple articles and on a podcast where I did call that. But it, going with only one loss mm-hmm. and beating the Bill, I didn't expect that. But no. good for Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> let's get into studs and duds. All right. Well, let's talk about the studs. The stud every single week. How oh, high do they have goodness. to project him before they? Uh, he's not a stud? But Justin Fields, projected 22, finished with 44.38, became the uh, broke the record for the quarterback with the most rushing yards in a five-game span. So it, He is just lighting it up running he is running it up yes um i am still bitter i'm like i did not get him in my waivers when we you got him in our waivers so sad for you (laughs) um but yeah this is definitely paying off for you in multiple leagues and you know what i just realized in that big money league which Mm -hmm. i've been starting fields um i picked him up off the waiver wire and we that's a snake round that I mean, I, I'm happy because I'm I'm not in, not in I'm not a rival yeah. against you in that league. But, but that is going to pay off. He's going to be a 15th round keeper. Yeah. That um, I just realized that today when I was going to going through my team thinking about some trades, and I was like, wow. Anyways, your turn. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's your first stud well, besides me? Welcome back to some fantasy football. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I missed that. Who's your first stud besides me? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> um, Jonathan Taylor, running back for the Colts, finally getting back to being fantasy football relevant. He was projected 14.9 and finished with 26.3. Yeah, finally a good if game. If you didn't give up on him and you started him, I'm sure people were happy. Yeah, it's up to you if you traded for him because the uh, manager was frustrated with his poor performance. Uh, next stud, Miami running back Jeff Wilson just comes into, you know, um, our buddy Rod Gomez says this. Um, he wally pipped Raheem Mostert. <laughs> and I just I really like that term. But he came in and basically kind of stole the uh, the background or the background, the <laughs> running back room um, projected 10 finished with 21.3. And he seems to be like the guy for Miami now. Packers wide receiver Christian Watson came out of nowhere, projected 4.8, finished with 33.7. Yeah, hats off to you if you started him. I mean, because I'm sure he was on <laughs> most benches mm-hmm. or waiver wires. But yes. anyways, um, and then Christian Kirk, wide receiver for the Jags, projected 11.6, finished with 27, got this guy for a dollar in one of my leagues. So pretty excited to see he's doing well. One more. I'm going to add one more here. Okay, add one more. We're going to talk to you about this dude again. We talked <laughs> about him last week. Tight end Cole Komet. 
Why yes. is he only projected 5.2? I don't know. But projected 5.2 finished with 24.4. This was a good payoff if you started him. Yes, we mentioned him in our waivers Yeah, last he week. had a great game last week. In addition to this week, last week he finished with 19.5 points and half PPR. Prior to that, I'm sure he was not being placed in lineups. If you took a gamble from his performance last week, it definitely paid off. Yeah, that's two weeks in a row with two touchdowns. So um, I know this is a fantasy football show, but for the gambling friends, too, if you're gambling Cole Komet two-plus touchdowns, that's got to be a really nice payout. Um, But anyways, let's talk about some duds. There were not a lot of dud quarterback performances, but let's just point out, and this this hurts you, I'm sure, and it's why I had to put him on my list. Justin Herbert. You would. Quarterback for the Chargers. (laughs) He's only projected 18.4, but only finished with Mm 12.04 without Keenan Allen, without Mike Williams, and still, I think, with some ribbit issues. Ribbit? Rib issues. Did I say ribbit? (laughs) Ribbit? Is he a frog now? (laughs) Our our nephew this weekend. I'm a frog, ribbit. (laughs) Anyways, go on. Derek Henry, Titans running back, projected 16.7. Only finished with 7.7. Youch. Another youch performance. Saints running back Alvin Kamara projected 17.7. Finished with a measly six. Disappointing for those running backs. Let's switch over to our wide receivers here. Debo Samuel for the 49ers. Projected 13.2. Finished with 6.1. If you keep putting 49ers on the dud list, Nick Fortune will remove you from the Christmas card list. (laughs) Um, Chris Olave. Katie will keep me on it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Chris Olave, the Saints wide receiver, projected 11.2, finished with five and a half. That one hurt me. Um, he's been doing really well, but just that was not the Saints game for sure. You mentioned the 49ers. I do have another 49ers oh, no. on my dead list. Definitely off the Christmas card <laughs> list. George Kittle. This one stung for me. Projected 8.9, finished with 2.6. Ouch. Yes. And... I well, I said one last thing, but I do have another another dud per se. Um, when you run a trick play like the Bucks did, and Tom Brady <laughs> falls on the route, and you're running back, <laughs> Leonard Fournette throws an interception. I'm sure you're pissed, as you did not. Pro- nobody probably planned on him losing points because he threw an interception. <laughs> yeah, and I believe at that point he only had one rushing yard too, yes. so he was negative. Yes. What a pathetic like. First of all, I don't know why you do that with Brady, with how elderly he is. <laughs> oh my God, like, we're calling him elderly. Well, if I mean, if you w- go back and watch that play, like he's just running, and it's not like a hard route, and he just falls. <laughs> um, it's the second time we've seen Brady fail on that one of those plays where they throw the ball to him. But they should just stop. They they definitely should stop. Oh, for that. two. Yep. Stop. Just just cut it. Um. So you know what? You know, normally this is when we would do the market movers, but. With the playoffs looming, and most leagues, most leagues, this is the last week you can trade. Um, most of them end on Monday of next week, mm-hmm. so it'll be too late by then for us to tell you this. But we thought it'd be fun to kind of take a look at what players you could target that have an easy playoff schedule. Um, now, keep in mind, if you're in a dynasty league, you're probably going to have to part with some picks to make these trades or some players. But if you're pushing for a championship and you, you want to win this year, there are some teams to kind of target going against. So we're going to talk about kind of the five worst teams and who kind of plays them here and there that might be a good mm-hmm. pickup. Some of them, you know, we were both looking at this and 
some of them it, it was hard to find good matchups. Yeah, and I mean, this is just one like strategy to think about going yeah. into playoffs. Like really diving deep and looking at the schedules and the see who your team yeah, plays. Yeah, see who yeah the players are playing against and what that means for them. How easy of a game they're gonna have. Um, what their ceiling is going to look like depending on who they're playing. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, but to get us started with quarterbacks, the worst teams against quarterback right now are the Lions, the Raiders, Dolphins, Chiefs, Titans, and Cardinals. That's now that's a good handful there. Oh, that's <laughs> six. Yeah. I was thinking like, we did five. We got six out. <laughs> <laughs> with that in mind, who should you target, Justin? Yeah. So we looked at these and – there's not a lot of quarterbacks you would want to target um, unless it's quarterbacks. Like I think the bills play one of those, but nobody's going to give up Josh Allen unless you make mm-hmm. a really good deal. But for me um, in one of my leagues, the playoffs start week 14, Justin Fields is on a buy. So you might be desperate. Now I know this mm-hmm. sounds crazy, but there's two guys, uh, Russell Wilson. He goes against two of the teams, chiefs and Cardinals. I know he's been bad, but looking at the matchups, if you need depth, especially in a, two quarterback league or something. And then Mac Jones. I don't know if I trust Mac Jones, but he plays two of these bad teams. So, I mean, there are those two guys out there that play two of okay. the worst teams. Is against it, this just sounds like we're giving out <laughs> the shittiest advice here. I just want to clarify. Do not go dropping your top 10 quarterbacks and starting no, someone like no. Russell Wilson or Mac Jones. Just like you said, you have you with the timing of fantasy football playoffs Justin Fields is going to be on a buy. Yeah. So you want to look at quarterbacks that are going to be available that might help you if you have a quarterback on a buy. If you're in a, like a super flex league, maybe you have Kyler Murray or Stafford and they don't come back from being injured or they re-aggravate their injuries. Yeah. This is yep. just something to think about for the quarterbacks who are going to be available because depending on how deep your league is, Russell Wilson or Mac Jones – might be available out there. And I know some of you are thinking like, wait, your playoffs start week 14. Mine don't start until week 15. Um, Four people make the playoffs in this league Mm -hmm. and the playoffs are two weeks. So you play the same team two weeks in a row and then the best score. So that's why it starts 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, all right. We also are brought to you by the SGPN merch store. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the D-Gen in your life, like myself. Um, I've got a hat. Actually, I think I have two hats. Yeah, I have two SGP hats. I've got the SGPN fantasy football t-shirt. I've got the blue one with the black lettering. Miranda's got the blue one. It's a little bit different blue with white lettering. We just ordered two more, um, a, a shirt and a hoodie that will be here tomorrow. I'm very excited to get that. Um, gosh, I've got several sweatshirts and, and keep your eyes peeled. Maybe some old-fashioned football stuff going on there. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But you need to order from the store. The store, woo, I'm so excited. I'm like going through puberty again. Um, You need to order from the store. Plus, from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code DALLASSUCKS. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com, promo code DALLASSUCKS. 
Um, and you know, it's a great, great holiday stocking stuffer gift for me, the DGen in your life. Let's look at some running backs. The worst teams against the run, uh, for fantasy wise, anyways, are Texans, Browns, Chargers, Raiders, Panthers, and Falcons. Now, one of the guys to look at here, Alvin Kamara. I know he's not been like your top ten, he like we all expected. <laughs> he wasn't dead this week. Um, but he play he's on the Saints, obviously. Plays the Browns and the Falcons, which are two of the worst on this list. Um, second worst and sixth worst. So he's got a potential to have a good playoff run. Yeah, he's the only one that gets two of the bad teams. Looking at some of the others on here. Um, Kenneth Walker plays the Texans in the second round of playoffs and has been a machine. He has been So that's somebody worth targeting as well. Yep. And then championship week, one other to look at, Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert, but it really looks like Jeff Wilson's taking that. Um, For the Dolphins, play the Raiders in week 17, which is when most championships will take place. And like we said, the Raiders are really, really Mm -hmm. bad. Um, Looking at wide receivers... The worst teams against wide receivers currently are Falcons, Steelers, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, and Ravens. Anybody showing up twice on that one, Justin? Well, so the Ravens play the Falcons Week 16 and the Steelers Week 17, but it is hard to trust those receivers. Obviously, Rashad Bateman was good, but he's out for the Mm -hmm. season. Devin Duvernay is supposed to be their top, but he only had one catch last game. Somebody that intrigues me that you can probably go out and pick up and just have him on depth, just in case, is James Prochet. So that's a little bonus waiver wire. Um, they want to yeah. get him more involved, and I think he might be somebody that kind of becomes the top targeted wide receiver anyways. Obviously, this goes through Mark Andrews, right? We know that. But James Prochet is definitely somebody to look at for your playoffs. Yeah, I would say yeah. so yeah so looking at tight ends which we know is one of the toughest positions in fantasy football the worst teams against tight ends are the cardinals the seahawks lions dolphins titans and raiders miranda who do you like of t- uh tight ends that play against these these bums of defenses <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna highlight hunter henry oh <laughs> not hunter Hen- the ghost of hunter henry yes, is back. <laughs> he's back to haunt you justin I know it's hard to trust these Patriots pass catchers, but he plays the Raiders week 15 and then the Dolphins in week 17. So those are very favorable, favorable. If I could talk here matchups, <laughs> <laughs> um, they were on a bye this week, but the previous week he led the team with 50 receiving yards. Yeah. I mean, if there is one pass catcher you can trust on that team, it might be Hunter Henry. You don't get to whisper it. Oh, I, yeah, that's my you. torment for you. Okay, you don't fair whisper enough. that. <laughs> I have been scolded. How dare you? Um, Another tight end to look at. It's going to lose its effect if you go around whispering (laughs) it. (laughs) My bad. My bad. Um, Another tight end uh, to look at, Tyler Conklin for the Jets, who, yes, they have been up and down, but faced the Lions week 15 and Seahawks week 17. So the last game for the Jets, he was a dud. Um, Just he had one. But the one before that. He did have six receptions, 79 yards, and two touchdowns. He's been a yo-yo, but because they have a weak tight end schedule, he's somebody you might want to roster mm-hmm. on your on your bench or even start um, to get into the playoffs and then in the playoffs. Yeah, if, if you end up needing a tight end. Yes, well, yeah. Um, Zach Ertz, maybe you lost Zach Ertz. And you Nick. Need, yep, and you need <laughs> Tyler Conklin. All right, let's look at some defenses. Defenses do best against the Colts. Rams, Steelers, Saints, and 
the bears. No, say it isn't so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like that's trending the other way, though, because the last four games now, we've done really well mm-hmm. as far as scoring points anyways and limiting turnovers. But from the beginning of the season to then, we were not doing well. But anyways, um, just a couple quick defenses. Mm-hmm. Vikings defense plays the Colts week 15, so maybe roster them. Chargers defense plays the Colts and the Rams week 16 and 17. I know they've been a bit of a disappointment. You'd think they'd be better with Khalil Mack, but he just, there are some plays where it looks like he's not trying. It's interesting. And then a defense I'm really big on, which you have them in like every league. I do. It pisses me off. (laughs) Um, I I dropped a player this week just so that I didn't have to drop them. (laughs) Which is smart because I definitely would have gone after them. I know. Um, The Ravens defense. I looked at my waiver order and it wasn't favorable for me. (laughs) Yeah, this Ravens defense, they play the Browns, Falcons, and Steelers. I mean, the Browns are okay, but Falcons, Steelers don't necessarily have great offenses and I think, you know, the Roquan Smith trade, now they have a bye week that they kind of get him even more involved. I, I just, I really like that Ravens defense. So um, mm-hmm. that's what we have on some trade targets or maybe players to stash for playoffs. Miranda, I was looking at my team that uh, we I was referring to earlier as the Big Money League. Big Money. Currently, I told you I'm top. I'll probably be tied for top after this week. But um, <laughs> round one of the playoffs... Listen to this. Justin Fields, bye. David Montgomery, bye. Brian Robinson, bye. Alan Lazard, bye. And even though I've not been able to rely on him, Kyle Pitts, bye. That's rough. Um, so that sounds like some poor planning. Like I ignore I by I ignore bye weeks. Exactly. But if you have bye weeks hitting on playoffs, yeah, I did. That might be a bye week you want to pay attention to. I Justin. know. Didn't even <laughs> think about it. Or that's gonna hurt you. Yeah, and and you know some of those guys like I got Alan Lazard in a trade. I got yeah. Fields off the waiver, so I wasn't even thinking about bye week. But, but yeah, I'm currently fielding for trades for my playoff push because that's definitely gonna hurt. So RD. Kinsey um, and the other guys in the league hit me up. It's our last week for trades. The one thing you have going for you is at least it's two weeks. It's based on two weeks. So if yes. you're really shitty. Yeah. Well, and if Fields keeps putting up 50-point games. That might be enough to make up for what you're lacking. Right. Yeah. Weeks. I do have Dak Prescott. So I have a serviceable quarterback. I feel really dumb. I traded a pick for Dak Prescott. And then you picked up Fields. And then I picked up Fields, and I've not started Prescott since. But um, it is what it is. All right. Anyways, let's talk some waivers. All right. Kadarius Toney, wide receiver for the Chiefs. He is 47% rostered, so about 50-50 that he's going to be available for you. 50-50. 50-50. I would do... Mm, maybe let's throw 15% fab at him because we're running out of weeks to throw your fab away. Let's start throwing it away. See, I am horrible. I like reserve, 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 and then throw money at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I clearly with Juju Smith being hurt, um, I'm going to be looking at who's going to replace him for me. And Kadarius Tony's talent. It's never been an issue. He just couldn't stay healthy for the giants. True. Now that he's healthy and with a fresh start, I feel like he's finding himself receiving passes from one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Mahomes. Tony had four receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown last week. He was targeted five times, one more than Marquise Valdez-Scantling. We know the Chiefs can score, so having part of their offense is always a benefit 
especially if he now slots into the second receiving option behind Travis Kelsey. He's going to continue to compete for catches with MVS, and I feel that Tony might actually have more natural talent than him. Oh, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I, I have to look at... I feel like I just went on a rant. <laughs> you're passionate about your Chiefs wide receivers. I, <laughs> I mean, you've rostered almost all of them Shut at this up. point. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Uh, you know, it, it, once playoffs are over... We're going to do a episode recapping who we said we'd pay the money for or not pay for the money for. You know, our preseason mm-hmm. um, ones, man, was I wrong on Patrick Mahomes. I thought without Tyreek Hill that they were going to struggle, and that's not been the case. So no. I'll admit it that I was wrong. Uh, my first waiver wire recommendation, Christian Watson, wide receiver for the Packers. I mean, he's a rookie too, so it's really good. Um, for dynasty wise, but 18% rostered, I do five, 10% in a dynasty league fab for him. Look, the Packers have had an issue with finding playmakers at the receiver position aside from Ellen Lazard and Rogers has not been quiet about his frustrations with the receiving group. They kept waiting for a rookie to step up and it seems like dubs and Watson have both had some moments some. of promise. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Some. And some moments where Rogers thinks that the, he won't throw to him again, but this weekend, <laughs> Watson finally found some stride. He was targeted eight times, had four catches, 107 yards, and three touchdowns. That means he scored on 75% of his catches, which is a little insane. So it's hard not to wonder if this was a little fluky, of course. A little fluky? But I think (laughs) think of who the quarterback is. It's Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. If he trusts a guy, he's going to keep throwing his way. So when you have this big upset over the Cowboys by throwing three touchdowns to Alan, or to Christian Watson, I think he's going to keep looking his way. So definitely somebody to We've keep your eye on. We've been waiting all season for someone to stand out. Yes. And, and all that has stood out is that Rodgers sucks. And maybe he's <laughs> going to find some chemistry here with Watson, though. And I would... This is one where, you know, you could wait a week and see, but then you could miss out on getting him. He might not be available. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Anyone hurting or looking for Dynasty is probably looking at, well, who could potentially be a great pickup if he continue if he has this kind of potential with Rogers. Yep. And this is a thing where like if you are you know you're out of the playoffs in a mm-hmm. dynasty league, like start targeting guys like this that could have long term dynasty value. Because I know there's somebody sitting on your bench there that you're never going to start. They don't have much value dynasty-wise. So throw a flyer on somebody like Christian Watson. Exactly. Um, Next up for you, Elijah Mitchell, running back for the 49ers. See, now I'm going to win some points back. Now I get a Christmas card. There you go. Back on the (laughs) Christmas card list for Nick. (laughs) He's 50% rostered, so another 50-50 for you if he's available in your league. Again, I'm throwing 15% of my fab at him. She's going crazy with her fab. I'm going crazy today. (laughs) Most fantasy managers thought Mitchell's relevance was done after the CMC trade. I was one of them. I know you were, especially (laughs) since he was on... IR at the time. However, that might not be the case. He was just elevated from the IR and played in his first game of the season. Surprisingly, he outtouched CMC, 18 carries to 14. Even more importantly, he outran McCaffrey with his 18 carries. Yeah. He ran for 89 yards while Christian McCaffrey's 14 carries only went for 38. Obviously, like, CMC is going to continue to have a stronghold on that backfield and in the passing game, 
However, it does look like Mitchell will continue to have involvement in the offense. And if he's available in your league, Christian McCaffrey is injured often. He is. So that's a good pickup. I like that Mm -hmm. one a lot. I did keep him um, just because we had IR slots, so I threw him in my IR. But I... When they made that trade, I thought, I've got this guy contracted for yeah. for two more years, and he's a waste now. Well, so. and based on his roster percentage, half of the leagues dropped him. If he was, yeah. you know, I don't know right. how what percentage he was rostered before, but I'm sure it was pretty high. Yeah, I think so. He, and so for those of you who dropped him, try to get him back, or yep. it's a good opportunity for people out there. Absolutely. So I'm going to talk about a quarterback here. Matt Ryan for the Colts, 14% rostered because obviously he was um, benched in f- in favor of Sam Ellinger. You know what? I'm doing $1, Bob. That's all I'm doing. $1. Yeah, $1, <laughs> Bob, um, because it is Matt Ryan. But he's back <laughs> out of nowhere. So this is just an interesting twist of events. Colts fire their head coach, Frank Reich. Then they hire Jeff Saturday, who used to be their center. No coaching experience whatsoever. In fact, in his press conference, he said something to the tune of not everybody knows that they're going to be good at their job. I might, you know, coach the next uh, the rest of the season and suck at it. And then I'll just go back to not coaching. <laughs> but I might be good at it, too. Nobody knows. <laughs> just, just a he weird, doesn't even know. <laughs> right. A weird approach. Um, it's just an interesting move. However, they got a win um, in his first game as coach. And part of me wondered if maybe they hired him to try to get Peyton Manning back because Jeff Saturday was Peyton Manning's center. Um, he was also Andrew Lux, so maybe they were like, hey, if we hire this guy's coach, maybe we'll get one of these quarterbacks back. Anyways, after saying he would stick with Sam Ellinger, they start veteran Matt Ryan, and Ryan only missed on seven passes. I think this was a little bit of a I'm pissed off because I got benched. I'm an old guy. I got benched. I deserve better. Or maybe it's just that the Raiders are really bad. Sorry again, Uncle Paul. I don't mean to keep taking shots at your Raiders, but it's just so easy. Um, he, <laughs> he threw 28 passes, only had 21 uh, complete, or sorry, only he had 21 completions, so only seven incompletions. That's important in like your Scott Fishbowl leagues where you get uh, deductions for incompletions. Mm-hmm. 222 yards and a touchdown. He also ran four times for 38 yards and a touchdown, which is really weird because it's Matt Ryan. He's old and he doesn't run that often, but... If you're desperate at quarterback or in a two-quarterback Superflex type of league, he's definitely worth taking a look at. I'm going to hold out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, this is definitely a desperation play. Okay. (laughs) But, you know, we're in a two-quarterback league. Yeah, I know. And I was just looking um, at mine, and I don't have a backup um, because I'm trying to remember who my backup was. Um. Well, they're they're benched now, anyways. Carson Wentz. It, yes, thank you. It was Carson Wentz. I was gonna say I have Carson Wentz in one league. Mm-hmm, yeah. On yeah. My IR. Yeah. He was one of my backups, and so obviously I don't think he's gonna get the job back from Taylor Heineke, especially if they beat these um, Philadelphia Eagles. It's fourteen to seven right now, but. So I might take a flyer on Matt Ryan. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I might have to take a flyer on him just so you can't. That sounds like something you would do. It would be. (laughs) $1, Bob. $2. There you go. Who you got next? Okay. McBride, tight end for the Cardinals. Only 5% rostered. I'm not going to throw a lot of fab at him. Maybe 5%. Ertz is going to miss at least multiple weeks. Well, now we... I guess... Yeah. He's going to miss more than a week. Yeah. Indefinitely. I think that's what I'm, I'm trying sure. to say here. <laughs> indefinitely. 
So yeah. I don't know what that means. I, yeah. I'm assuming the season for sure. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> He's waiting a second opinion <laughs> for what that's worth. <laughs> yes. Trey McBride is the next man up. Are you okay? Sorry, I'm just like, I'm thinking of like, um, you know, the Simpsons, Dr. Nick. Hi, everybody. Who's like the quack doctor. I feel like now he's trying to find that doctor will go. It's going to go like, oh, no, your knee is fine. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry to interrupt. Uh, go ahead. All right. Um, where was I? Let's see. We're talking about Trey McBride. Yes. Yeah. This is Zachary's yep. backup. That's the guy. <laughs> so with Ertz missing, who knows how much time McBride is next up. He's the first tight end. He was the first tight end, sorry, drafted this year in round two. And he was a playmaker for Colorado State in his college days with 90 receptions, 1,121 yards in 12 games in 2021. 90 receptions in 12 games is impressive for a tight end. Yes. We haven't seen much of him this year. However, with Ertz out... He's in line and for obviously a huge ramp up in touches. And if you just lost Arch to injury, McBride might be one of the best available tight ends out there for you, depending on who's available in your league. Yeah. But it's definitely one to at least take a gamble on and see how he's going to do based on last year's performance in college. And again, with this indefinitely talk in a dynasty league, if you're not going to make the playoffs, why not? You yeah, know. see, if because if he does blow up and then he does have a lot of, he brings a lot of talent to that team. Yeah. It's a, I don't know, we're throwing out a lot of like dynasty pickups here. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> I got one more for you. Um, another tight end. And yes, I am going to say his name again, Cole Komet. Because here's the deal. We talked about him last year, or last year, last week, and 50% (laughs) of you, right, 50% of you didn't listen to us because he's only 50% rostered. I would recommend 10%, maybe even 15% fab in Dynasty. He's a young guy. Look, we're bringing it up again. We're saying that a little bit louder for those in the back. The Bears have averaged 31 points over the last four games. 31 points. Um, I saw a stat before this week mm-hmm. they had scored on 53% of their drives, which was leading the NFL. That offense Which is crazy. And is. yet, here we are, bottom of our division. It's weird. We, <laughs> we have a really good quarterback, a high-scoring offense, and a terrible defense. This is like Bizarro Bears. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's the Bizarro Chicago Bears. Anyways, um, this offensive resurgence has, we've seen the reemergence of Cole Komet, a talented tight end out of Notre Dame. We haven't really seen him hit his stride in the NFL until maybe these past couple weeks. Um, I think he found it with Justin Fields' elevated play. This Sunday in the loss of the Lions, Komet was targeted seven times, pulled in four of those for 74 yards and two touchdowns. Second game in a row, like we said, that he's had two touchdowns receiving. He's got five in the last three games. So definitely, definitely somebody that should be rostered, Mm -hmm. especially with how hit and miss tight end is. Um, And just real quick, little bonus mentions. If you need some help at wide receiver, Paris Campbell and Darius Slayton all rostered under 50% and look like they may have a good role moving forward. So, anyways, why don't we drop a little bit of the football talk, you know, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. Let's discuss this Angels Envy ride. Now, we discussed this, uh, or we tried Angels Envy, the one that was finished in the port wine barrels, in our tight end preseason episode. So it's fitting that we ended with two tight ends on our waiver wires. Yes. But since that was a long time ago, anyways, it seems like it, um, at least 11 weeks ago, <laughs> let's refresh. From tight end to tight end. That's right. <laughs> 
What are you trying to say? Over I don't there? know. Are you, to say. are you hitting on me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we talk about a little Angel's Envy? Why don't you give us some background while I go ahead and drink? All right. Um, <laughs> Angel's Envy, just, yeah, just a little recap again. It's from the sellers of Lincoln Henderson. If you remember from our preseason episode, Lincoln Henderson was the driving force behind Gentleman Jack and Jack Daniel's single barrel. And he was also a contributor ah, a contributor to Woodford Reserve. Yeah. He's got his also, hands on a lot of stuff. a bottle we looked at at Costco because they're double-oaked Woodford Reserve. It's about $15 off from yeah. where you can get it elsewhere. For a decent-sized bottle. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we are, we're not drinking Woodford Reserve. We are drinking their finished rye, which spends up to 18 months finishing in Caribbean rum casks. The second I saw this bottle a few months ago, a couple months ago, and I saw that it was finished in rum casks, like I've had my eye on this bottle. I wanted to try it. It just sounds amazing. Um, the Angels MV team, and I want this job. They sampled <laughs> over a hundred different rums to find the perfect flavor that would complement their rye whiskey and chose that to finish their whiskey in those casks that does sound like a a great great <laughs> job um, um sign me up for that yeah <laughs> angels envy if you need rum tasters or any other sort of tasters to finish your whiskeys in i yeah. want to do that <laughs> yeah we volunteers tribute <laughs> um can you tell me what kind of casks it's finished in again caribbean rum okay casks? that's interesting you say caribbean i say caribbean Caribbean. No, Caribbean. I, I know it's said both ways. Caribbean. I just don't think I've ever paid attention to how it's you not, say it. How do you say it? I say Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah. Caribbean. And you said Caribbean. <laughs> Caribbean. Yeah. Caribbean. It's both. It, no, I agree. It's said both ways. This is like an Oregon, Oregon thing. Okay. No, no. It is just <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> it's nowhere close to that. <laughs> so many people on that side of the They do the say Oregon. I don't know. <laughs> freaks me out <laughs> right my whole life is a lie let's talk a little tasting notes shall we okay um so this is straight straight from their website the mingling of raw spicy and earthy rye with the mellow sweetness of rum finishing creates an incomparably smooth and drinkable whiskey let's talk about the nose um what do you smell first off i i messed up you drank it already i drank it <laughs> i'll go ahead and smell it i okay. get butterscotch i'm sure it's the caramel candy which oh, is no. one of their, but um, caramel. Caramel. Okay, maybe that's maybe mm -hmm. my brain just thinks it's butterscotch. So nose, aromas of citrus, caramel candy, maple sugar, vanilla, oak, hazelnut, spice, and sherry wood. I get like strong caramel. I thought it's it was butterscotch, rum. but maybe yeah. Um, I'm already gonna just jump to the palate here. Holy rum! This is good. <laughs> oh, that is really good. It is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the palate says sweet rum, sherry wood, and soft oak. I don't know who sherry is or what her wood tastes like, but um, the finish says it's both sweet and dry, and I get that. Yeah. It's very sweet, say, but there's a little bit of like a dry wine feeling. Right as it, like the dry, it, the dry kind of goes hand in hand with the burn a little bit. Right as yeah. you're about to hit that, then you immediately taste rum. Mm -hmm. This is a very interesting, complex taste. And do you like it? Oh yes, yes, I do too. It, it's um, it's very good. 
This just doesn't even smell like bourbon. No, it's not I guess not it's bourbon. not bourbon. Sorry. But it doesn't smell like It does whiskey. not smell like... <laughs> do not look... Don't you dare. <laughs> I messed up, but I wasn't meaning it. <laughs> I'm now taking applicants for old-fashioned football. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a big no-no. Um, no, it doesn't even smell like whiskey. All bourbons are whiskey. Not all whiskeys are bourbons. I know this. <laughs> no, I this... <laughs> it does. It smells like a sweet rum, mm-hmm. but the when you drink it, it's got more of that warmth of a whiskey. Um, yeah, and it's just got a nice oh, sweet is, it's so whiskey, good. nice sweet rye. Everyone, taste. go to Costco. Yeah, you can go somewhere else first, and you'll see the price tag on the shelf. Then right. go to Costco. You will save. I think it was about fifteen, wasn't 15 it? Fifteen to twenty dollars. Yeah, yep. yeah. Right now, I've never seen it at Costco before. I have to feel like, like I feel like they only have it because it was with their holiday specials yeah. that they had for. We've had some some feedback of um, price points questions, and mm-hmm. I never want to assume what somebody's price because my mid range might be a cheap whiskey to somebody because I am kind well, of a cheap. This ass, is but like a, a, up this to a hundred dollars, yeah, a bottle where we've seen it. A hundred most places agreed, mm-hmm. yeah. and. We got it at cost. That's more than a twenty dollars savings. What did we get it for? I don't remember. I think it was like seventy five. Oh, was it? So twenty five yes. bucks off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is good, and it's good in the old fashioned. I like it in the old fashioned. Um, it obviously makes it, it puts, sweeter. It, yeah, it's a twi- like it's yeah. definitely a different old fashioned. You could go without if you're making a traditional old fashioned. You could go without yeah. the sugar. Yeah, I think so. Just it's do sweet the enough. bitters. Throw a cherry in there. Orange yeah. peel. Yeah. I did something a little different today. What? Well, if I was like you, this is when I would drop F-bombs, but we were just at multiple stores and we got no oranges. I know. And, you know, you I was going to refrain from (laughs) complaining, but (laughs) I feel like everyone's probably tired of hearing about it. Yeah. For mine, I I did mine different. Um, I put orange bitters in it, of course, Mm -hmm. but, you know, like an old fashioned... If you don't add much ice, a lot of recipes add a little water, right? Mm-hmm. So I added my orange sparkling water. Ew, what are you doing? No, no, no. It's really good. Well, then now it's fizzy. It's really not, though. I didn't add that much. This isn't a high fizzy water anyways. But anyways, I added a little carbonated water that's orange flavored. Um, and it's really good. Justin is not drinking an old fashioned with me. <laughs> I'm drinking a sparkling old fashioned. You're drinking. It's you're for not drinking people who are fancy as fuck. Mine almost doesn't even. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think the old fashioned, traditional old fashioned, is fancy. <laughs> you just rednecked it. A redneck. You turned an old fashioned into a redneck drink. Uh, well, ish. But I don't know. I am a bit of Do a redneck. Do rednecks so. drink sparkling water? Probably not. <laughs> Probably a fancy one. <laughs> fancy as fuck, redneck. <laughs> So anyway, I we saw something really cool on their website. Which, by the way, go to their website. I don't, I don't have their website link. It disappeared. I think it's angelsedry.com. Um, I'll look real quick. We both have yeah, computers. Yeah, look front it of us. up. Check out their website. They have a lot of different versions of Angels Envy on there, or variations of it. But we saw, and now it might not actually be going on. But we're gonna post do a post anyway if you hashtag toast the trees um they have a goal angels envy does of planting up to seventy five thousand white oaks so that they can grow the legacy of bourbon and ensure we have barrels for years to come for 
and bourbon. Each, and each and hashtag whiskey. is a new tree. Yes. Is each what they ha- were doing. Yes. Each hashtag, toast the trees. We'll plant I, another tree. So I feel it. like they have new stuff from when we looked last time. Mm-hmm. And I'm really intrigued by this one. Um, Angel's Envy Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in Japanese Mizunara oak casks. That's And the bottle is different. And it it's very cool looking. It's got a glass stopper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a little bit different shape. Their their bottles are neat anyways because they're just they're unique shaped and they have the cool angel wings on it. But that sounds really interesting. I'm intrigued by that one. That does sound good. But anyways, yeah, like Miranda was saying, check out their website because they have a lot of cool stuff there, and they have a lot of different whiskeys like that we never really knew about. A rye whiskey finish in ice cider casks. What do you think of that? I'm not sure what I think of that. Not sure what I... you think of that. I 100% back the rum casks. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, why don't we go ahead and open the mailroom? Yeah, we've taken a couple weeks off from our mailroom. I'm excited to be back at it. Yeah. But with that, <laughs> Not Justin. I'm excited for this, probably. <laughs> oh, geez. You're really setting yourself up for success. I was just going to say, I'm excited to bring back the mailroom auditions. But judging from your remark there and the look on your face this is going to be very disappointing not at all it's going to be the best thing you've ever heard i don't believe you (laughs) um if you have ideas for how you would like to hear our mailroom open up send them to us because i've Send them to justin yeah send them to me this is his job he's had this job since preseason since we started and he has failed every single episode you're a hard woman to please (laughs) i have high standards (laughs) um yeah, no, I'm running out of mailroom material just Googling, like, mailroom songs, m- songs about mail, all this stuff. So, anyways. It's the old-fashioned football mailroom. <laughs> we'll answer your questions. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't expecting you to sing it. So best I could do on short notice. <laughs> short notice. Yes. This is your job. <laughs> yeah, I we've taken a break from the mailroom, so I slept on we the job a little bit. Two, we did a I know. special Halloween episode last week was off because I was sick. sick. But then the I was reason. prepping for this, and I was like. Oh, the mailroom. It's like when you're um, younger and you don't prepare for a test or something and you wake up that day and you're like, oh, that's today. <laughs> that's that's how I felt about the mailroom auditions. That is the <laughs> the awesome, talented Justin Mark on piano there, though. So that's cool. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was not me on violin. That was a CGI violin. You, when did you have time to do that? Oh, it's an old track that I have from my <laughs> my uh, little dealy bob. I was going to say, literally like 10 minutes before we were going to start recording, <laughs> you're, I, you, I asked you about I the mailroom. S- I started looking through Paul and I's old songs. And like, you didn't have here? anything. And now you whip out something that, oh, that was me on piano. And I'm going to say, when did you do this? <laughs> okay, Justin. There's a cool version of that song, though, where he adds guitar with the violin. It's pretty neat. But anyways, let's talk about the mailroom. This I, is from- wait, no, I need to backtrack for a second. I think you're onto something because Maybe I am I'll- not hard to please. I just have high standards. <laughs> I... And, and I, meet I just want standards. it to be the best. And I am very quality driven. 
All right. I'll, so maybe we do need to create our own. I I'll, think that I'll might be the only way to, down. as you say, please me, <laughs> is for us to create our own so it can be exactly how we want it to be. All right. You've I'll, given me some I'll work on the lyrics. inspiration here. Um, you will be the one creating it, maybe. But no, anyway. I want you. I think the the fans want you singing it. Uh, nobody wants me singing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a very poor um, rendition of my singing too. So we'll <laughs> we'll prep a little better, maybe. Okay, what do you got for us? Yeah, so let's move on. We are like dragging from, our feet on all from, these side um, tangents. Question from <laughs> Anton, and I'm going to keep interrupting you. Sorry. Question Continue. from Anton Freud, I believe is how you would say that from Twitter. Should I drop Melvin Gordon, Terry McLaurin, or Curtis Samuel for Gus Edwards? Currently has Tyreek Hill, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Darnell Mooney at wide receiver. Also has Jonathan Taylor, Travis Etienne, Ramadandre Stevenson. I butchered that Ramondre? name. Ramondre. Ramadandre. <laughs> Sounds Ramadandre. a lot cooler. <laughs> Ramadandre. <laughs> Stevenson. <laughs> Melvin Gordon at running back. So should he drop any of those to pick up Gus the bus? Um... Let me think about this. Drop Melvin Gordon, Terry McLaurin. I would not drop Terry McLaurin or Curtis Samuel. I know, like, I mean, that's two commanders players. I almost I almost said. The, the forbidden word. And then I almost said the Washington football team. And then I it, like, took me, like, three tries to get it right here. The commanders. <laughs> there was a, sorry, a little side note. I know you said we're dragging on here, but a little side note. There was a sports book that shall re- remain unnamed because it's not associated with us. They released a thing today that was the Eagles-Redskins flashback. Mm-hmm. And it said, remember the Monday Night Massacre. And I um, commented that I don't think you can say Redskins and Massacre in the same sentence anymore (laughs) (laughs) anyways go on what do you think of this um honestly i'm leaning towards dropping melvin gordon um give me one second he is currently ranked 41 at running back at the running back position we've only seen him hit double digits three times this season and then what comes to mind with melvin gordon is the Broncos just recently added Chase Edmonds, and yeah. I feel like that's only going to limit Gordon further, especially as Edmonds gets more comfortable with the Broncos' offense. Yeah, no, I agree with you here. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just, just for some real-time stats, mm-hmm. Gary Terry currently has six receptions for 76 yards. Samuel only has one for 23, but that is second on the team in, in receiving yards right now. He's got a big butt, uh, boom potential. Yeah, I was going to say, he has a high seat, like – that yeah. potential for a boom. He's hit and miss, but that's what you get when, you know, you have somebody who can get big numbers. He's right. Curtis Samuel has like one a week for me with his boom potential that he has. Um, so I don't know. I definitely wouldn't be dropping McLaurin and I don't, I think Curtis Samuel is worth more hanging on to than Melvin Gordon. And I think by dropping Gordon, picking up Edwards, it only strengthens his, Nice list of running backs there. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Melvin Gordon. So the Broncos have a younger, I guess, younger running back with upside in Chase Edmonds. They have two older running backs in Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray. And Latavius Murray seems to be better. He just seems to be running better Mm -hmm. at this point. So, yeah, I'm comfortable dropping Melvin Gordon for Gus Bus because I think Gus Bus has a lot of potential. Gus Bus. Yeah. So I think we're in agreement. Melvin Gordon's out, right? Yes, I that's I would not drop 
the other two. So, yes. All right. One more question um, from Twitter. This is from Pat's underscore picks three. Would it be dumb to pick up Deshaun Watson off waivers at this point, considering he's starting to practice? Current quarterbacks are Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. And just for some rankings, Justin Herbert's currently 14th ranked and Trevor Lawrence is 12th ranked. So would it be dumb to pick up Deshaun Watson off waivers since he's starting to practice? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) And or done. No, no, I don't think so. He's already unavailable in a couple leagues that I'm in. And I I guess I should say that we are in. Um, And Brown's coach said that he will take over the starting job week 13. With the Browns record, you can bet they are hoping – he does something better than brisket. Brissette has the, done. The brisket. <laughs> um, Dynasty-wise is what I'm thinking of with this, too, is he could be a good pickup if we see Deshaun Watson make an impact. Um, Anthony Browns could use all the help they could get. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, but, like, in the past, before it's like it's been a while since we've seen him play, Um. He previously he was cons- a consistent stud for fantasy until what? he had sexual misconduct against not, twenty-five okay. women. Maybe we shouldn't call him a stud. <laughs> 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 Poor choice of words on my part. But fantasy-wise, he was very relevant. Yes. Um, and while he was with the Texans, 2018, 2019, um, he finished top five among quarterbacks and fantasy points yeah i i don't think it's a bad pickup especially if he makes an impact now you obviously just ignore his personal issues and look at the fantasy points here (laughs) short answer you're not dumb to pick deshaun watson up but i would not drop justin herbert or trevor lawrence for him i would say if you have space elsewhere or can drop another player I I wouldn't drop either of those quarterbacks. I wasn't for him. taking the question as no, and that's not what they asked. Yeah, that's not what they asked. I'm just if looking that's at the it. question, then no, don't do that. Right, but if you have room to add them, I would just take flyer, see if it works. But I wouldn't drop either of those. If that, I mean, if that's how the question was intended. So yeah, that that's kind of my answer. Like if you're, it, the, there wasn't a specific of should I pick him up and drop one of these guys, but if you're thinking in the sense of hey, I don't need three quarterbacks, I would keep Herbert and Lawrence. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, that's all I have today. Do you have anything else? My old fashioned is gone. Looks like you still have some because you made it with fizzy orange. Water. I was actually um, drinking more of the the straight. I know it's better straight. Very good straight. (laughs) It's going to really help us out if you like this, if you subscribe, if you share with your friends. Like say, hey, go pick, uh, go check out old fashioned football. If you leave reviews, you know, feel free to say, hey, old fashioned football is the coolest show in the land. We're fine with that. We'll take the compliment. (laughs) Um, Do all that good stuff. Check out everything on Sports Gambling Podcast. We got a just a ton of content that's being kicked mm-hmm. out. Um, f- check me out at the NFL Gambling Podcast, which I co-host with Ryan McIntyre, whose commanders are currently upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sure he's hoping that continues. Um, XFL Draft is this week on Thursday. I'm pumped for that, with spring football stuff. Anyways, check out everything on the SGP. We're happy we get to, uh, I guess, use our voice for whiskey and fantasy football. 
um, through their platform. Miranda, anything else? Nothing to add? Nothing to add here. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old-fashioned football.